Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Passion of Music and Art, Rhythm and Voice. And uh, rhythm is about being in the flow, and voice is about finding it and expressing it. And I am sitting here with uh, two people uh, whom I admire greatly, and they happen to represent and typify music and art and rhythm and voice. Welcome to Inside the Passion, Katya and Daniel. It's good to be here. Thank you. You're the marriage of music and art. Katya, you are an artist. And uh, Daniel, you are a musician, which is also an artist. And you're married. How did you come together? Where were you coming from before you met? And then how did you meet Katya? Okay, it will be interesting. So I met Daniel after my worst year of my life, 2002, there was a lot of um, very strange things going on. I been pushed to go see one concert, and uh, this was Daniel's first concert with his colleague Jeffrey Marshall, black gentleman with no arms and legs, with beautiful velvet voice, and brilliantly playing bass guitar, harmonica guitar as well. And I came, and uh, I've been very surprised. I I didn't make a mistake. I've been 20 years, 24 years uh, doing comedy theater. It was my only income. Uh, I've been playing with one one guy. It was uh, just incredibly rough life. We played all over Europe and Egypt, and uh, we finished in Kennedy Center even. <coughs> and uh, so this, this, this was incredible. But Parallelly, I've been always a painter. I never stopped to paint. I've been painting before, actually. I did theater. It's uh, my, this extrovert, introvert personality. I have the same. Yeah, so so I need this humor and uh, extroversy and uh, comedy. Uh, and in same time, I have to run away and uh, be recluse and uh, work on visual art and oil paintings. I'm, I'm painting in the fields, I call it. I'm in the fields. I'm I'm outside, but it's not the fields I mean. Mm-hmm. So that that's where you were. Yeah, that's why I were. And then you um, you heard about this band that was playing. I mean, you were in. You're half yeah, Czech, I, half Russian, correct? Yes. Yes. And you you grew up in Prague. Yeah, I grew up in Prague. I born in Prague, uh, but my soul is Russian. My uh, Childhood was Prague and uh, a lot of very interesting uh, history and beautiful architecture and arts and uh, I've been uh, really in in good place for for a begin of my life and uh, uh, now I, I I forgot what what was the question <laughs> That's okay. You're talking about like kind of the place that you were before you met Daniel yeah um, and then you you were also saying that you heard <clears throat> you heard that there was this band playing yeah and so uh, you used to go uh, out and uh, I've been uh, very uh, repulsed to, to go anywhere I've been convinced I must go and I went the title of the band super cool super cool was the title <laughs> yes now did you know anything about the music I um, played 
Uh, I Super didn't, cool music. I, I didn't knew about them at all. I've been listening uh, a lot of music, uh, a lot of uh, rock music, jazz, and I loved music always. And I been blown away uh, when I came and saw this very tall man uh, with his incredible voice and guitar solos, and his colleague who been lie down on the table with microphone with the harmonica playing bass, but with, by his feet. Brilliant, brilliant. What was the name of the of the venue of the place where the band was playing? It was a club named Yelani, and uh, Yelani means uh, it's a deer. Uh, it's uh, surrounding the castles. Uh, these uh, these the moat, uh, uh, like a moat, or going, like a canyon, like a for, and they they uh, kings hunting deers there. So the the name of the club was uh, Yelani. So it was close to this. Uh, canyon surrounding the huge Prague castle. So you're in this club and you see this tall man on the guitar with the beautiful voice and so what are you kind of thinking to yourself? For some reason I spent all the evening talking with the them drummer. <laughs> <laughs> he was from New York. He was from New York. I thought he's from New Jersey, but he was from New York. <laughs> ah, it's, a a, it's a quotation from movie Basquiat, actually. It's, it's a, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a David Bowie and... Uh, was it Tom uh, Waits in that Tom scene? Tom Waits, I, they, they I discussing exactly where from the, the artist actually is. And uh, they're above them dancing naked woman on the table and they totally don't pay attention and they discussing if he's from New York or from New Jersey. I'm going to switch to Daniel now. Daniel, you're on stage. Do you remember that set that you were playing that night? I remember it very well. It was our first concert as a, as a band. Um, you know, we had played some concerts where there was off-the-cuff improvisational music with Jeffrey and I and my colleague, Katsi, spoke about. And uh, we had done coffee shops and galleries, a couple of those gigs. We were just playing together. It was improvisation. and But we had had this you know collection of songs that we were working on. Mm-hmm. And we had this guy, Patrick Pelauch. Is that how you pronounce his name? Pelauch? Yeah. And uh, he was a brilliant musician. He, he played uh, with us. He played the trumpet. But he was a beautiful uh, pianist and um, multi-talented. But he was also... He was uh, Czech? He was Czech, yeah. So he was the third member of the band, and then Katia mentioned the drummer who had played with us on... This was the only gig he ever played with us, was the one that Katia came to. And then he went back to Jersey? (laughs) (laughs) No, he stuck around for a bit. Now he floats between the two like I do. Oh, he does? Yeah, he has a a girlfriend or a wife who's Czech. Um, But anyway, he's he's involved in a number of different things. But anyway, uh, so yeah, we had been you know, kind of sculpting this, this set of songs. And this was our debut, so it was a big deal for us. And we were really yes. excited about it. We really believed in the music, and I still believe in the music. We're, and we're maybe going to get back together next time in Costa Rica, I think, in a couple of months. If, really? Yeah, if uh, all goes well. Mm-hmm. But so, so I'm on stage. I saw Katy in the front row. This is a Darling, song. you didn't tell me you were in the front row. She was in the front row. I didn't knew it's a front row. <laughs> <laughs> you had a view. <laughs> and so we got off stage, and I had a long trench coat 
on from 1920s. Yeah, that I brought from my father gave me uh, when I went to Prague, and I I'd only been in Prague at this time I think well, two years about. I came in 2001. All right, so I want to rewind real mm -hmm. quickly to 2001. Zip. Okay. okay. Why did you go there? Well, I went I went there. I planned to go there. Honestly, when George Bush was elected, I I was on the subway mm -hmm. in the morning in Boston. I was living in Boston at the time, and I opened the paper and I couldn't believe what I read. I didn't have a television. I wasn't following the right. you know the uh, um, elections. So I read it, in, uh, you know, that morning, and and I knew right then and there I'm leaving the country. I just have to get out. I'm really I had enough. I was going to Berkeley. Right, um, but you I didn't know it. where you were going to go. I had a good idea. You did? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I knew I wanted to go to Prague. Tell, I, tell why. So did it Prague was the short list. There was nothing after that. It was Prague. No, I, I knew I was going to go to Prague eventually. I was just waiting for the, for the perfect time to arise. Got it. And the catalyst was, for me, at that moment, in that moment, that was, that was maybe one of the main things. Mm -hmm. that just gave me that last kick that I needed. Mm -hmm. And I had already been... Um, planning for it and I wasn't exactly sure I was going to do it because I was entrenched in my Boston life right which I was enjoying I didn't have a problem with it I, I enjoy Boston I sometimes entertain the idea of going back there but there's a lot of places in the world to see and to, and to live in and so now yeah, so why I, Prague out of I, all the places I fell in love with a poet Rilke <laughs> <laughs> He, he the, I started reading his reading his poetry maybe a year before at this time, a year and a half or so, and I just I was absolutely taken by it. And and he was born in Prague, and I went to visit Prague shortly after that with a friend of mine who was German, mm -hmm. and we drove from uh, from Germany into Prague. I actually drove because. Uh, it was her car didn't have uh, automatic um, steering. Not, it's not automatic steering. It's uh, power steering. Power. And so she was really fighting the wheel. She had this old station wagon that uh -huh. she borrowed from her father. She was really fighting the wheel on these twists and turns, you know, going through these little old highways. And and I took it over and I drove into Prague. Had I had no idea the dangers of driving in Prague at the time. I had never driven. I didn't. I hadn't driven in Europe at all. And I didn't realize the laws that you know. First of all. That you have to stop when you're when the tram stops to let people off. I didn't understand that you know the street signs and all that. So I'm looking back at it now. I'm really and lucky you I didn't, didn't knew this have any problems. Street, uh, yeah, the principal way, as Katie calls it. Yeah, I didn't spoke uh, English yet. Uh, I spoke French, Italian, Russian, Czech, but uh, I created this language uh, which <laughs> I taught as uh, English. But uh, I used also Latin. I was trying to figure out what. Can, how can it be in English when in Latin and French is like this? And then I was trying to tell Dan driving, this is not principal way. This is not principal way. And you were screaming into main main road. Right? Yeah, because you're on the, when you're on the main road in in Europe, or I think it's all of Europe, right, Katia? Uh, the, this principal way, the sign. It's, in the, yeah. it's a it's a triangle. Uh, in, it's an opposite know, triangle. It's up, a upside like, down no triangle. Way you, can't, right. you can't keep you going. Stop. So I would just cruise right through. <laughs> <laughs> and then was going to studio to to uh, actually. Um, he's doing his first CD with the super cool, and this could finish really bad. <laughs> Fast forward yeah. three, three years later. This is yeah. Yeah. what Kathy is talking about. <laughs> 
But so, so, so you had your first taste then. Yeah, I had three days in Prague. I absolutely loved it. I knew I'm going back. Okay. And so I just wanted to sink my teeth into it. I wanted to be there inside of it and, and experience now, it. Now, when you were there for the three days, did you check out the music vibe that was there? No, I didn't go to any. No, no, I, we did. We went to one one jazz concert. I think it was Reduta. Yeah. I think that's the same. That is the same club that Bill Clinton played in when he went there with Václav Havel, who was oh, really? present at the yeah. time. And they maybe that's why together. I went there. I don't remember. Yeah, they played jazz together, and Havel played the drums, and Clinton obviously played the saxophone. And they play a video, right? It's it's it's, it's perpetual video. <laughs> it's yeah. just a replay outside the club showing. Oh, is it? Playing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, on replay. So anyway, so from that time, I got my taste. I know I'm going back. Okay. So, and then in 2001, every, you know, everything, the, the stars were aligned. It seemed like the perfect time. And I decided I'm going to go back to New London. I worked in 20 days for six months. And I, and I you saved did? Up. I did. <laughs> yeah. I walked in there and they hired me because my name was Levante. <laughs> and, and Tony D'Angelo was great friends with my, uh, with my grandfather's brother. Wow. No, I'm sorry. Tony D'Angelo's father, father was great friends with my my grandfather's brother and so so i was hired very grateful and uh, i had a great time a lot of stories from there and made enough money to to go over to prague and i could be comfortable for a little while at that time the czech crown was like 45 crowns to the dollar now it it had sunk as low as 14 at a time but now it's 24 Mm -hmm. crowns to the dollar but things were incredibly cheap at at that time yeah so that's how i got there i decided i and i didn't even care if I became a musician out there or, or what I did. I you didn't even know there. what you were going to do there. I had no idea. You just wanted to be there. I wanted to be there. Yeah, I wanted to be immersed in a different culture, a rich culture that really puts focus on the arts. Havel was the president. He's a writer. Yeah. That was a huge attraction to me. Just that idea that, that a country could elect a poet and a playwright as their president. Yeah. Was, that was huge to me. Um, yeah, we were very far, far from that in this country at the time. So now, fast forward to, mm-hmm. you're on stage. Katya's in the front row. <laughs> well, of course I noticed Katya. <laughs> but of course. Of course. I had a Napoleon coat with two, two lines of buttons. Mm-hmm. A double-breasted coat? So, yeah. Very distinguished and elegant. And I had... As I mentioned before, the trench coat. I had my trench coat, my old green trench coat. And and I had very deep pockets in that trench coat. In those deep pockets, <laughs> I had a chocolate Easter bunny, which was sent to me from America. So it was from, mom. It from was, my mother. It was spring. It, yeah, it was spring. Do you remember the exact date, Katya? It was April. We came from Egypt where we played performances. It was a mix of... We supposed to play for a certain performance uh, for children and other, and we they switched it in posters in Egypt. So we played for children for like hundred men standing staring at us, and for for adults we played for children we played for like adults performance for absolute chaos. We came back just now, just uh, mm-hmm. in this moment. Yeah, April. So in April. Yeah. Yeah. So I, after the concert. I somehow approached Katya, and and we. Katya, do you remember the approach? Sure. Well, let, let me hear how we approached. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, 
He's like, Daniel. I, I saw you. I couldn't um, help but notice you sitting here in the front row there. Daniel offered, offered, offered me a chocolate rabbit from his pocket. Say that again? He <laughs> offered me this, this uh, Easter chocolate rabbit. I didn't help have it, anything else to offer. I know. That's all you had, man. That's Some, what I had. Right. You got sometimes you got to go with it all. Exactly. But, <laughs> and uh, that was exotic. From yeah, America. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a bad timing because I eat chocolate only in the morning with my coffee. It was an evening concert. So I had to tell no. It's very cruel. Very cruel. Because <laughs> this is the obsessive compulsive. <laughs> I only eat chocolate in the morning. What are you doing? Off yeah. chocolate. Dude, man. You, it's like 10 o'clock. Yeah. You, you have to come back tomorrow morning. Okay? Yeah. Try again. <laughs> Before around 10 o'clock. Well, eventually this happens. But not that. It wasn't an invitation at that point. No, it wasn't. To do that. So, okay. So she basically gave you the niet. So. <laughs> but I have to So luckily, she had a stalker. I've been stopped. A, yeah. a really freaky American. An who, American? There are always these Americans abroad giving us a bad name. So what? So what was this? Full of them. Let me, let me are, tell you. I mean, really? No, oh, full now, of them. Not, well, it wasn't that it's, point. Now it's better. There was really a boom of um, expats living in Prague, really enjoying Prague very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big boom. So tell me about the stalker. The stalker did. <laughs> so the stalker. He was. He was the real deal. He was scary. Uh, so. We had what Katya had just happened to have a flat about my studio four tram stops from the club Yeleny. And my bass player and myself actually come come to think of it, at the time I was living with him. We had a flat two tram stops from the club right at the top of the castle. Mm-hmm. And this 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 is just a, a dream up there. All right, so now we are two tram stops away. Finally. Finally. And then all of a sudden, upon the first meeting, after you rejected the Easter Bunny chocolate. I never forgot it. (laughs) Then you started running into each other. Yeah, and uh, it started even uh, much more earlier than all this was happening. Because when I've been four or five, we've been living in the same area with my parents. And... uh, after we moved and all my life I had strange dreams about I have to go back to this part of Prague I must to go back I've been going there for walks by mm. myself I had feeling there is still something in my destiny I have to go through and then we start to meet each other without absolutely without stop it was permanent meeting Daniel everywhere around the corner, on the streets, in other part of Prague. And uh, in final, I, I missed tram. I went to Quadriennale of uh, theater set design, which was my biggest, uh, biggest mm-hmm. uh, passion. And there appeared Daniel, who missed the tram also. And he'd been approaching to my bench where I was waiting. I get absolutely terrified because I... I did you really, recognize him right away? I did. And I really with didn't the trench coat? want to speak mm-hmm. with anybody. I didn't have uh, really... A, I wasn't social in this moment. I was very shy and I didn't want to speak with anybody. But he came and sat just around me without seeing me. Oh, he didn't notice you? No. I didn't know until I sat down. Really? Yeah, and then I heard this little voice. The little voice said, 
You never see me. It was the only thing I knew uh, in English. It was probably from some movie or from from some. <laughs> yeah, she oftentimes she would speak from you know from from movie quotations. Fragments oh, of movies. Frag- yeah, and, uh, or excerpts. from music. Some some. So what was it that uh, what was it she said? She said and she said you never see me, but she said it because I think she knew that I was going to see her. Yeah. And she she rather would would make the first contact. So it wasn't obvious probably that I would, that you had seen me and didn't say yeah. anything. So she said, you never see me. Oh, meaning that she sees you. Exactly. She's, yeah. Nice. seeing each other all over the now, place. Now, wait a second. What happened to the stalker dude? Oh, yeah. We kind of skipped over that. Yeah, we skipped over the stalker dude. Because that night they said, <laughs> I was rescued. Thank God that the stalker dude came because... Well, the stalker stalked her right into our apartment. And we kicked the stalker out because after the concert, we all went you know, with a little group of people back to our apartment. After um, party. After the after the after party. So, so Katya party. was invited to this after party. Well, she was with this group, yeah. And we didn't know Katya all that well at all. I didn't know her at all, but I think nobody really knew you all that well at the time, right? Who invited you to the after party? They did. I even didn't knew I needed an invitation. I thought she it was. I've been sucked in. Yeah, right. they were just trying not to let her run away. Right, you got an open invitation, baby. Now I'm going to close the door. <laughs> and the stalker's staying outside. That's right. So the stalker, he was hanging on. Now you knew the stalker, dude. He was, yeah, he'd been chasing me a couple of months already. Months. Mm-hmm. Months. He was aggressive. He was an aggressive stalker. He was uh, I never met him before. I just saw him in both Jeffrey and myself. We saw this guy and we knew no way. Is he is he gonna in our company gonna get anywhere near Katya? And we did not know Katya. Right, and it was, was clear wrong. that this guy was just creepy. Yeah, he was creepy, and this had there had to be a separation right there. He's going his way, and we're going ours, and we're bringing Katya with us. But he followed you. He followed. He tried to get in the door, and we said, "No, you're not coming in." And he <laughs> you're said, "Not invited to the after party." And he said, "He huffed and he puffed and he went home." All right, so now we've we've shut the door. He's out. Yeah. All right. Enough about him. Now you're inside at the after party. So I keep speaking with the drummer from New York or New Jersey. Right. <laughs> so you were hanging out with the drummer. And Daniel uh, went take shower and uh, walked through the room full of people in his towel, <laughs> and remind me the pharaoh from uh, from uh, two weeks ago when I been or one week ago when I been in museums in Egypt and he looked pretty same. Uh-huh. Yeah. Even the towel was blue. Just like the pharaoh's towel. Just like the pharaoh's towel. <laughs> Big ears. <laughs> Everything was exactly the same. Yeah. Very strange. And I went through the room and, and I went to sleep like... So you went, you t- wait a second, the after party. I'm not a big after party guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I went, I took a shot, I was done. You were done. But my bedroom just happened to be an extension of the kitchen where everybody was hanging out. I don't He's have a door. He's speaking about very young times. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have anything to separate me from the after party, but I was done. So I, I just went to sleep and, and... And you didn't have Katya on the mind then. You were like... You well, know. she was engaged. She, she was talking with uh, other people, with a drummer still. And, right. And I liked the drummer. You know, he was my drummer. <laughs> 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 so that's cool. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. So I went to bed. And, and, and when you woke up, Katya was gone. Everyone yeah, was gone. Everybody was gone. 
And then you didn't see each other again, really, until you sat next to her. No, we well, no, did. we ran into each other. Then we kept running into each other in the streets. And did and you say hi? Yeah, to we each other. Were, sometimes we would wave, say a quick hello. I ran into her at a tram stop, and and I was going home, and she was going down into the city, and just crossed ways. And and you just waved, nodded. No, like, said hello. How you doing? Where are you going? What are you doing? Okay. And we just, we never had the opportunity really to hang out. To get to know each Did other. Did you speak any Czech? At that point, I spoke practically no Czech. I just remember one no. very important moment because then, yeah. uh, then uh, you guys played in uh, another car place. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, I came already because I knew it's good music and it's, so this uh, was very important to me. I became really fan, really group groupie. You know? I'm the, the biggest and oldest groupie, you know, <laughs> of super cool music. And uh, yeah, and after concert, I I knew I'm heading soon, but I've been sitting there on a little table with some tea, not even wine. It was not time for... And then Jeffrey said to Daniel, bring me there. And Daniel took Jeffrey, brought me, brought him, put him on the chair around me and left. I think I actually put him standing because Jeffrey doesn't walk. He he doesn't have like full legs. His uh, he has uh, he doesn't have knees. But he looks I great. See. He he has always line of women excited about uh, spend time around him. He really has incredible charisma. Very nice face. Very good voice and very he's a and great talented musician. I remember very well getting off the stage that time and and Jeffrey seeing Katy there and, and saying bring me there and I said okay and I and I and I picked him <laughs> up and I and I brought him and I didn't put him on a chair actually. I, I put him stood him with his um shoulder leaning right on you so he could balance himself. Oh, you really did. I've been probably in shock. i never been so close to anybody. But at that time, I thought maybe you guys knew each other better than you did for some reason. And and I felt, all right, Katya's in a good place. Now I can go for a walk because I couldn't, I, I don't, really don't like to socialize when I'm, when I'm playing. Uh, I don't like the after party. I don't like the between party. I, I like to be alone or, or maybe with the band. But I went on a walk and had got some air, and mm-hmm. I came back and, and we resumed the concert. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I need my alone time. But uh, at that time, you know, I you know I'd already offered my bunny, and she didn't she didn't take it. She didn't <laughs> so take I thought, the bunny. Yeah, that's pretty much so it. Then you yeah. You really thought that per- that was it? I mean, you when when she rejected the bunny, like, all right, cool, hey, dude, you gave it your best shot. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you know, you move on. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't gonna harp on it. Yeah, right. I mean, exactly. I'm, I'm not the kind to keep chasing. I don't chase. Yeah, I'm not a chaser. Yeah. But then I have to say, fine. So then let's get back to the bench. So she missed her tram. I was waiting for my tram. Um, we're sitting on the bench. She invited me, or she? I don't know. She said, you know, she's where she's going that night, and she was going to this exhibition. I and she said, you, you know, you could, you could come huge, too if you're interested. It was a quadriennale of uh, of uh, theater set design. It was an, an enormous and beautiful park, a beautiful like uh, castle for exhibitions from 1920. I but, but the interesting yeah. part for me, intre- yeah. most interesting part of the story, is that when so you told me about it and. Uh, I went home actually, and she said where it was, and I I actually went home because I was supposed to call my my parents that that night, and I did. I called them that afternoon for me, and uh, no, it was night, 
And uh, thinking about the time change. And uh, so I was on the phone with my father, and I, and I looked at the time and said, you know what, Dad, I, I really got to go. I think I got to go. I have to meet this, this woman. And because we didn't say, yes, I'm going or I'm right. not going. She just said where it this is. This is where I'm going to be. I'm going to be there. I'm going. Yeah, so that's what Katya said. Right. And she left it kind of open. And I said, no, I'm going. I'm, I'm going. So I went. And, and she, <laughs> I walked in. <laughs> and this was not my scene. This, this Describe it to me. Well, I, all right. So there was a there was a, um, a a big screen with some some video art being projected onto the screen. Some some music. Do you remember that? I I remember that. I, I remember nothing. I remember the stairs. Yeah. There there was this contraption of stairs that you walked up and in the top. And this is the interesting part that and the top of those stairs were a bunch of bunnies. The performance. <laughs> there was a performance. There was a gigantesque. Uh, some figures in a, in a costume of a rabbit. Yeah, and I... <laughs> I and I'm sitting there oh with cats here. Oh my God, that's and, so funny. And those bunnies absolutely freaked me out. I said, <laughs> I am, Katia said, come on, let's go up the stairs. That's part of the exhibition. I'm like, no. It was performance. I already saw I'm not it. going to the bunnies. So in the beginning, she rejects my bunny. In the end, I reject her bunnies. Or you reject her bunnies. Yeah. And that is and, you, and then you were even. And we're even. And, we, and, that and was something the broke and we've been laughing there under the stairs, <laughs> like uh, almost on the floor. Because this she was couldn't believe too- it. Because <laughs> I had to pay. To get into this exhibition, it wasn't cheap, and that was, you know, that was the climax of the, of the exhibition: is to go up and meet these bunnies and interact. <laughs> absolutely no way am I going up there. I, I think it's because Dan, Daniel is claustrophobic. He, because he, he's I don't like the guys in so costumes. And then, then there was a straight space to get up, actually, and there was these rabbits. Mm-hmm. So that was it. Sealed the deal. And from that point, we were pretty tight. Really? From that oh, yeah, point? Yeah, from that point, that we brought, were, you couldn't separate us at that point. Really? Yeah, no, really. It was from that, yeah. She saved that night. We were, it was around midnight or thereabouts, and I was starving. I hadn't eaten anything. We had been hanging out after that. We had some wine, champagne, mm-hmm. had a great time. And uh, I was going to go back to my place, and um, I was going to go to McDonald's because it's the only place open. And that just tortured Kat to the thought of me going to McDonald's. Oh, yeah. And she said, you know, we're on the tram already. She said, I have some Georgian chicken that I cooked for this mm. party of Russians that gets together With, uh, plum, once a year. plums and walnuts and apricots. And so... Spicy. Yeah. I mean, so I was invited for this beautiful late night dinner. And, beats uh, the hell out of Mickey days. It yeah. sure does. She, she, she saves my health. <laughs> And she won my heart at the same time. And how long have how long have you been together? What was that? When was the first bunny introduced? Was that two thousand and three? 
2003, the first party was introduced. So, 13 years later, mm -hmm. sitting down here, reliving that experience. Mm -hmm. and, and I can't, you know, when you, when you say it's the rejection of bunnies, <laughs> it sounds like a negative thing. I don't think no, it no, is. No. I think no. it's a very positive thing. I think thing. it's a very positive thing. It's a growing thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a growing thing. Yeah. Because you accept each other in a way like at your most vulnerable. Uh-huh. Period. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because when you looking up there going, no way am I going <laughs> to play and, with and those you're most, buddies. You're most stubborn right. as well. And you're most stubborn. So yeah. aspects of your character. <laughs> this made yeah. me laugh the most yeah. of all. Right? Yeah. Your aspects of character that you it takes years to get to know out of, out of people. Exactly. You guys started off there. Yeah. And we just had to say, okay. It was, it was acceptance. Now, talking about aspects of character, uh, both of you are, you know, creative spirits and different uh, vehicles of expression. How do you support each other's process through understanding uh, and embracing, giving each other space? I mean, you know, 13 years is a long time. Mm -hmm. People don't last 13 months. But, you know, you, you each have your own individual voice. And you you support each other's voice and each other's process. So I, I'd like to talk a little bit about that. Who would like to begin? I guess I'll begin. Okay, Daniel. I'll begin. So how do I I support Katya's art? I I support it in every possible way. Now that I can. Starting out, like what did you learn about going back mm -hmm. thirteen years ago? What what did you learn about her process as you got to know her? Well, let, let's say from the very beginning. When I first walked in, I told you that night she invited me to... to George dinner. and Chicken. George and Chicken. I walked into that little apartment, which was our, became our studio, in, in which we ended up living together for two years. And that was an incredibly happy time. And, and I saw those paintings that she had all, all over the walls... And I knew, I didn't have to think about it, I just knew in my gut, I knew that I'm going to live with these paintings. I knew this was part of my destiny. Mm -hmm. And so from that moment, it wasn't anything intellectual about it. Right. It was just a feeling, mm -hmm. you know, a conviction. And I didn't know how or, or why. I, you know, I didn't know Katya. You just accepted it. it. I accepted it and, it and it triggered something. It triggered, it, it triggered memories. You know, this is a past life thing. This mm -hmm. is a relationship that goes, you know, millennia into the past, if not more. Who knows? Mm -hmm. uh, so that moment, that was reconnecting. Ah, so you felt you felt connected through her expressions. Yeah, yeah, and we had a language barrier at the time. You know, she spoke limited English, and I spoke no Czech, and but we had a very strong connection from the first time we actually had the opportunity to to spend time together. And the, the paintings, like I said, that, that just triggered it. And so from that moment, it wasn't, it didn't have to think about if I'm going to support this or not. I just did. That, that was, I felt that was part of my purpose. I like that. That was part of your purpose. Mm -hmm. Cool. So there was like no separation. No. From what your own purpose is. That it, no, it no, was no. just an extension of it. Exactly. That was like, I forget what, what myth it is where the, the, um, and I, I actually forget the story, but there was a, there was a separation, and, and the whole rest of the life are those two opposites trying to be reconnected. Right. 
and that's the feeling that you had when I when I saw the artwork. I I recognized it. I said, "This is the reconnecting." Wow. So you're you're joining destinies and and goals. That's very cool. Yeah. And Katia, with respect to Daniel, I mean, you introduced to him when he was performing on stage. How in your relationship? Well, you've been with artists before, right? So you understand process and creativity and how important it is to uh, give an individual the space to breathe. So that was that was easy for you. So let's talk about not really knowing English and Daniel speaking no, zero, check. How did you communicate? I just, uh, yes, I was mentioning because uh, uh, I spoke Russian, Czech, I, I spoke French from my 12 years old, and I learned Italian. I studied in Italy, Università per Stranieri. I've been putting together, like, uh, this is uh, this is a strong part of me. Uh, I'm a linguist, so I've right. been creating some, some kind of very strange English, and it was understood, mm-hmm. but it was understood <clears throat> also because we, we had so natural communication so so it was sub, subliminal right talk it was it mm-hmm. was more than uh, than uh, linguistic it's we didn't felt so much barrier actually when we came here after a couple of years together I thought I speak English but nobody understood me here <laughs> oh, that's funny Daniel never correct me he thought it's he understood, he understood. Me and he, yeah, he didn't thought it's important to correct me <laughs> so so this uh, this and uh, otherwise we uh, felt such symbiosis in in uh, everything in in arts and it was, there was really no separation there was uh, um, his poetry and uh, music and my paintings was uh, swirling in this uh, this right uh, mm-hmm. harmonic whirlpool, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was blossoming up, not not down. So mm-hmm. it, it, there was no question about uh, uh, give each other space for actually concentration and creation. We've been more trying to save us from uh, life situations we've been living in for we can actually fight for for our concentration time for our focusing for for time for creation because this material world doesn't let you so easy they they don't want you <laughs> you have this time so so yeah so there was no question about um, about uh, leaving each other some space for focus and we feel when when one of us has to really be zoned in his you just know yeah you know you know you just know and i really i like going back to the bench where you sat down um next to katya and the way you described how she said you don't see me (laughs) but you understanding exactly what she meant yeah yeah in that moment you know that's right that was cool Mm -hmm. you don't have to understand language to know when someone is angry or sad or frustrated or confused or Mm -hmm. there's so many ways that communicate that and sometimes i really believe and i've said this on a couple of other episodes about the the power of uh communicative silence Mm-hmm. 
how sometimes silence is just is so strong and, and, and it communicates so much, mm-hmm. you know, and to be able to communicate with someone through silence. And it's great to like, yeah, sit down and go to the park and discuss Hegel on the green or whatever, intellectual, like philosophical, deep conversations. But there's also something that's very uh, touching and intimate sitting together with someone on that same green and saying nothing, Mm -hmm. but being perfectly comfortable saying Right. Where you just feel like you are sharing this moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of uh, telepathic moments when uh, when you think and uh, the, the closest uh, part of you continue your thoughts saying the, exactly the word where you've been in thoughts. So it's happening every every day. It's happening uh, so naturally. Oh, yeah. And, Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your work, Katya. <laughs> did you know early on, like how early did you know that you were an artist? You just looked in the mirror and you just knew this is who I am. Were you five years old, six years old, seven years I old? I think four years old, there, there are still uh, uh, hidden some... Uh, Artifacts, me drawing uh, pornographic pictures when I was four, and it, they've been brilliant. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. But, but I, tell, tell how they were fought over after by a certain uh, people. Uh, yeah, then uh, then one of these, uh, because my my mom, my parents had a lot of friends, dissidents, who been our friends. Um, I spent all my childhood with adults. I didn't saw any other little children almost. And uh, so I've been quite listening all these interesting conversations in all all fields of so politics, history, arts. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, I I was there and I felt like I belong there. And uh, then once my mom gift to after the revolution, after the Iron Curtain fell, the the one friend of her became. Uh, Minister of Foreign Affairs, and we loved him always. He was an incredibly beautiful man and beautiful spirit, and very positive. and And she gave him one of my this uh, pornography when I was four years old, and and then he they been divorcing, and they totally smoothly uh, uh, divided the furniture, house, uh, uh, cats, whatever. They had huge fight for my drawing. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So this is a, this is a funny story. But of course, I stopped to draw this kind of. Uh, uh, funny drawings, and I was using ink, and it's, I always use ink when I'm drawing. So also, I stopped to do the subject, of course, when I grow, when I've been already six, five, I didn't, didn't it ever anymore. <laughs> I'm, I went um, uh, much more different direction, so, so this, yeah. I also want to interject here that you were also a little bit um, frustrated that there were only these two possibilities, this male and female. Yeah. Felt there should be more possibilities. Yeah, I, I was very, very surprised. Uh, I felt like this is, there must be much more larger specter of uh, beings. Like there's got to be more than this. Yeah, yeah I, everything. I, I, yeah. Well, so so this uh, and then then uh, I went 
I was very interested about the theater set design and I wanted to study it and I uh, this it was much more difficult to get in artistic school like this and I I made these exams and I been said but they've been taking two people and this there are documents for this story it's it was true and um, so I've been really sad and then I've been accepted to philosophical faculty for um, linguistics and philosophy and uh, during this time I when I already spoke all these languages I uh, get annoyed and I left philosophical faculty linguistics and I left to non-verbal theater comedy theater and with them I traveled 24 years in total really yeah this is my my life story really so this what happened because i wanted to do the theater but i wanted to be theater set designer i wanted to paint uh, uh, i wanted to invent costumes paint uh, mm -hmm. all this now now my my cousin does this i'm, I'm absolutely blown away how this uh, Happened. Wait, the cousin of DC? She does this. That's that, what she does? I, yeah, and this was... Uh, she can't hook you up? It, no, 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 it's late, it's late, but the, the thing is, I left to this... Uh, I know. After speaking all these uh, languages, uh, I uh, decided to go to non-verbal theater, which is this paradox. Uh, right, exactly. And uh, because I always been very close to... I, I knew how much humor is important uh, in your life, and... Uh, my father was a very known big cartoonist. He's le legendary. He's a legendary in, there, in but yeah, I, I don't speak about him so much because we didn't have a relationship, which I have good memories Can about. Can I just say one thing about yeah. uh, just on that subject? How one of the ma most uh, famous mm -hmm. series of Katya's fathers were uh, a series called um, <laughs> "Joke from my, Joke from My Wife Lena." Oh yeah, you mean this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're thinking. You should tell the story. But I was, I was thinking, joke for my wife Lena, who Katya's mom. Right. And it appeared in the newspaper. I don't know how often, uh, but it was what every week or every every day. It was when they were still married, or when they were when they were still, still married. married yeah. yeah. And so these are these are very famous cartoons in, in Czech Republic, all from her father to her mother. So and I and they come up all the time and pe they're they're known. So That's it's cool. it's nice to kind of. No, the, the you know the, the be on the inside of that story of, of those jokes because a lot of the jokes were inspired directly from Katya's mom's humor. Ah, uh, which, which is she has absolutely the humor. brilliant. Oh, really? Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, but she's not an artist. She was an advisor um, to the to the Minister of Foreign Affairs on on uh, as they say Russian Russian questions. <laughs> That's what they say Russian questions. Yeah, Russian questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so because she was from Russia. Ah. Yeah, that's a very interesting story. Her her mother's story is incredibly interesting. Yeah, I yeah. wanna I I wanna meet your mom. Yeah, you it should is meet. very possible. Yeah, so so the this. Where did I finish now? We were talking about. Uh, I know it was a, a development of uh, the art style of of my visual artist uh, side of me because there is this theater side and this uh, right. this introvert um, going to the fields and uh, using actually technique which. Uh, uh, it's a channeling. It's no time inventing my paintings. It's a channeling uh, uh, universal memory 
stuff and I'm in the fields uh, and and not only not only um, ab- abstractly but also literally sometimes I'm I'm painting outside a lot so mm-hmm. so, so this uh, start to develop only only when we moved uh, here because I've been painting around the ocean and I I had much more uh, uh, relaxed state of mind so I've been I've been uh, not present physically really mm-hmm. and um, reading a lot of uh, uh, literature in English uh, like uh, <clears throat> Joseph Campbell and, and oh, yeah. um, Greg Braden quantum physicist and Carl Jung was uh, always my oh, closest okay. hero and because he actually has also sense of sense of humor and people don't know it they don't read him because they think it's something unapproachable it's not well so, same thing with like yeah, Albert yeah, Einstein yeah, yeah. had a magnificent yeah. well, sense yeah. of humor well, so, mm-hmm. so all these uh, authors actually helped me uh, in English slowly be able like introduce my paintings and uh, help to open doors actually into paintings because sometimes people they are fascinated but they uh, they don't understand the connection with uh, our life, uh, our life and the paintings, because we are part of the universe, and they kind of have this disconnected feeling. So they uh, sometimes I'm I'm introducing my paintings uh, during openings, and it's it's always very interesting. But there is a universal consciousness which where you meet, you meet with uh, with another souls, and you can you can absolutely understand why it's it's brought you in and you have that feeling that feeling of being connected is is the feeling of being uh, part of a whole and that concludes part one of part two checkmate just in case it, it wasn't clear daniel by sharing his story of the coming together he recognized for the first time that there was indeed a rabbit connection so i think that's pretty cool kind of just happened organically and uh it was an aha moment now Go to our website, InsideThePassion.com, Music and Art. Checkmate has a dedicated webpage. Check it out. You'll see photos, artwork, super cool visuals. There are going to be links to super cool music on iTunes, YouTube, links to a super cool documentary. Book of Poetry, that's right, he has a book of poetry. We're going to read from that. We're going to open part two with uh, some poetry written by Daniel. InsideThePassion.com, music and art. 